fun thing where we're going to do the show then we have a costume contest then we're showing killer clowns from outer space and get this uh if you voted and you have a yo vote or a i voted sticker i'm gonna buy you a beer oh wow let me be real out of your own money your i'm pocket? gonna use my card to buy you a beer and then i'm bringing my ass up here on monday and i'm saying hey i bought people beer y'all Y'all gonna reimburse me? Yeah. Give me my money back? No, yeah, you should do that. It's for working space. I will try to do that. Why do you buy all this beer? We didn't agree to that. What the hell? <laughs> um, it's a free event. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and again, Oscar Blue yeah. Brewery, it's a kick ass place. But uh, the costume contest is what I wanna get out there because everyone has a costume contest this weekend. There are a lot of good ones, there are a lot of bad ones. But if you're gonna make the effort to dress up, to show up at a place, to get your friends to cheer for you, and a hundred bucks or a bar tab or a gift card are the prize. That's kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, we have hundreds of dollars to give we have away. Multiple hundreds. Multiple hundreds That's of dollars right. for different prizing. Plus, I think the winner of this gets not one, not two, but three pairs of tickets to uh, 101X concert series shows uh, like the 1975, AWOL Nation, Full. Yeah, so false. here's the deal. It's a kick-ass costume contest. I'm dressing up. Spencer might dress up. No. Um, okay. <laughs> no, Spencer's I will. No, uh, I so mean, we'll see. If, uh, it's worth getting out and going and having some fun. So we'll see you details, 101X.com. That's that. I'm excited for tomorrow's show. Man. I'm a little nervous. Uh, but today's show going to be damn good because we're bringing back editor Bettit. There was a lot of controversy last week and I think uh I think Emily's still pissed about it. So we're going to try bit. to appease I her. Bad. I bought her some candy earlier this week. That's nice of you. See, uh, I was like, "Hey, good. yeah, sorry. She sorry is, I kicked your freaking ass." She's the most aggressive out of all of us when it comes to having to win, I've learned. And, yeah. uh, it's 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 I sad. I love it. I love it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes coming up. Oh, and uh comedian Ron Funch is on the show today. Oh yeah. Completely forgot about that, but yeah, uh, yeah. he's doing Cap City Comedy Club and he's going to he's going to hang with us. So yeah, hang around. Lots of fun on the CJ Morgan show. It's Halloween! That's right, today is the greatest because it is Halloween. I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, it's not yeah. October 31st. Not till Monday. You're a big old liar, what CJ. What the hell? No, we are in that special magic moment. And again, the kiddos, everyone's going to be upset that Halloween's on a school night. But uh, it's special being on a Monday. Better than a Tuesday, better than a Wednesday, because Halloween starts tonight. We've said before in Austin, Halloween partying yeah. happens on Thursday nights. I mean, but, uh, it's the official beginning of Halloween weekend. It's four um, full days of Halloween. Of Halloween. And it's on a Monday, which means it's yes. the best Monday of the year. Yes. Because it's not a normal Monday. And again, uh, I'm, I'm declaring it because of Austin, because of the way we party. 
Tonight, Thursday night, is when Halloween officially begins. Yes. Now, it's going to be a little lighter. You might go to your favorite pub. You might go to Moe's Tavern. But That's you, right. Nickel City has turned into Moe's Tavern. Yes, you're still going to see a costume or two. Absolutely. I guarantee it. It's Austin. It's how we do it, But baby. take it easy because, again, tomorrow Friday, we have the event at Oscar Blues. We have a yeah. costume contest and much bigger things going on across the entire city all weekend long. It is officially Halloween as of today, Thursday. Yes. Then Friday, you have the parties. The probably hang out at a house Friday's house party night Saturday yeah. you know what you do go out on the town yeah get wild show baby your boy. costume off downtown and show your costume off at multiple events and venues in fact I'll be at Buck's backyard for Dark Bird and Ghostland Observatory show your costume off there uh, when that's done go somewhere else or come there from somewhere else I don't know it's an entire Halloween weekend plus Sunday yeah on a Sunday even more Halloween stuff that's to right. do there are Halloween brunches the pumpkin patches are still open yeah. the bars are still gonna be all spooked out you can go to church at the beginning of the day if you want. And go to hell at night. Yeah. It's exactly what makes this entire thing great is that Halloween on this special time of year is a four-day mm. holiday. Mm. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. Kick so much ass you might go blind. And then Whoa. after three full days of partying, you wake Monday. up bright and early on Monday. You stretch. Yes. You get your decorations, your costume in order. And, bitch, you go out and get some candy. That's right. You get all the candy you can because Mm -hmm. it is the official day of Halloween. You've already partied. You've already had the fun. You've got it all out. And now you have the last best thing to do, trick-or-treating. That's right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Officially. Halloween. Four freaking days of fun. Emily, do you mind if I run social cues real quick? Sure. I'll let you take the reins on this one. I got something good for you. Love is blind, and it's crying. Oh, And now it's time for Emily's Social Cues. It's Social Cues, and if it's going on on the internet, we talk about it on the radio. Have either of you watched Love is Blind or heard about it? I've heard about it. I've never watched it. I'm not a big reality TV person. Good for you. Uh, I watched, (laughs) I think it was the first season, maybe, when it first came out. I watched a few episodes. I was trying to get into it after watching The Circle, which is on Netflix. I love The Circle. Yeah, there you go. That's why we were on a big kick, reality-wise, because that was so fun, the first season of The Circle. But I couldn't get into Love is Blind. It's not as good as The Circle. It's basically where uh, you meet different people and date them through a dark room. You don't see, touch each other. You're in different areas. Well, yeah, uh, but you can hear their voice. And that's about ah. it. It's going viral now because one young man, uh, he was dumped on Love is Blind. And guess what? He got really upset and uh, started crying. Here's a little clip. Oh, hang on. He stops real quick. Pulls out Visine, puts it in his eyes. Visine um. away. It didn't feel good. So he's upset. He got dumped. He's given his whole testimonial. uh, Put the visine in his eyes. But yeah, maybe it's it's not to cry. Maybe he's not doing that. But uh, the thing I love is the producers kept rolling on this. It made the TV show. uh, So this is back to his interview. It's just him. He's explaining this heartbreak, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Here we go. I guess it's a good moment for that. It's okay that I'm doing so he pulls out the visine a second time says is it okay if I do this uh, what you heard the producer say you might not have heard he says if your eyes are hurting it's alright uh, but he's not doing it because his eyes are hurting he's he puts a lot in his eyes to try to goes back cry. twice to each eye 
Tears are now running down his face. Um. Yeah, you don't really need eye drops when you're I crying. never thought I could care for someone that would bring me to tears. Straight up oh, lying and caught. Hell and I yeah. love Oh my gosh. And they put it in the show. Oh, it's in the show. Yeah, the producer's like, see, we don't fake this whole thing. Sometimes it's them. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Dude, that's baller. And uh, yeah, there's uh, he hasn't replied back. I don't know if he's still on the show or not, but it's all over the internet because they're like, this dude is almost a sociopath. Now, who, who do you think these people are that want to go on these shows? They're just exactly. trying to make money. And they want to be famous. Yes. They want to get a reality show of their own. They yeah. want to spin Instagram influencer. Honestly, I don't blame them because they've seen the success. I mean, you've seen the success of just like the dumbest people ever getting like millions and millions of dollars for yeah. doing nothing. Who wouldn't Bad want Bobby, that? Bad um, Bobby, Snooki, or Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian, Charlie D'Amelio. Now, her and her entire family have. Um, Heidi and Spencer Montag. I have no don't, idea. Who don't that bring is. them into this. Don't sour the Spencer name. Uh, the the who is the uh, the show where they were overweight? The little girl that had uh, a heart attack. I know what you're talking did. about. What? Baby Toddlers and something. tiaras? No, 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 no. Maybe was it from that show initially? Like Point Honey Boo Boo? Yes. Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, that's Thank from Toddlers so and Tiaras. There's, a, there's yeah. a lot of people that have spun this into a thing. Yeah, so I I don't blame them, but also it's hilarious how fake. That he was. is being yeah. like not even yes. the producers. They're catching no. him being fake. No, the producers are like, haha. Although I will say, if this is just something where they're doing, where like all of the different people can do this, and they just out him for yeah. being fake, that's a little mean. I think so, but, but I don't know do if know? that's the case. Yeah, I would hope not. I, I I think it's hilarious, and also the dude's a hack because I used to be able to cry on command. Oh, so oh, I yeah. if you're going to be able if to. you're going to be a good actor, <laughs> oh yeah. No, now I just cry. It's the same of how I okay. puke on command. Yeah. Now if I just it's not faking anymore. Yeah, yeah now no, it's, it's not, not faking. faking. I really just cry. So maybe I'm the sociopath. What do you do when they're outgrowing? Halloween. Matt Bearden's here with the parent pickup, and I'm going to say, no one ever outgrows Halloween, right? Well, there is this weird in-between period where you're too cool for Halloween, okay? When you okay. go, you're transitioning from a kid, and before you decide that you want to become... Well, dress up as like a slutty version of something, or you want to start hanging out and getting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to go as like Raggedy Ann or something. There's a teenage era in there where it's just Halloween ain't cool. But here's the problem: Mama and Dada don't want to let go. Still want kids to be kids. So here's some. um, There's a list of things to do with your kids when they're too old for Halloween. and oh, throw them a Euphoria Halloween party at your house. Uh, I'm gonna actually going to read this to you because it is a t- all of them are terrible ideas. Okay, thank okay? you. Thank you. I love where we're going with this. Yeah. Uh, visit a pumpkin or an apple patch. Uh, no. Yeah, that's what a teenager wants to do. Go stand outside in the Texas what is still heat. Yeah, still and, 90 degrees. You want to go outside and uh, go look at pumpkins? And pay $25 each. Not to mention, your car might catch on fire. Pumpkin carving. Yeah, that's what you need to do with your angry teen. <laughs> Hand him a knife. Here you go. Corn mazes and haunted houses. Now, the haunted houses can be fun, but guess what? You know what your teenager does not want to do on the weekend? You know who they don't want to go to a haunted house with? Their parents. Yeah. Teenagers want to go to a haunted house with their boyfriend or their girlfriend, their significant other, and they want to kiss and hold hands. They do not want you there. You just took your kid to a haunted house. Was that, did that go bad? Uh, 
it did not at the beginning, and then she looked over and realized that there was a group of kids from her school that were, weren't with we're, their parents. With, oh, that's and yeah, she was like, oh, "This is lame. This sucks." Oh, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right. It does suck. I had to pay. I had to pay a full adult price for you this year. <laughs> it's terrible." Uh, Halloween decor at home. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'm sure I can get my kids down from their rooms, off their phones. Hey, kids. Let's let's, let's take decorate. candy corn and, and and paste it to some paper and see if we can't make a jack o' lantern. Put treats in their lunch boxes. This woman writes: My youngest is now 17, and she prefers to take lunch to school. I buy Halloween-themed tiny bags of pretzels and fall-colored mini candy bars to throw in there from some seasonal festivity. Yes, and. Your daughter, she trades those... For jewel pods. For jewels, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, now, this one actually is okay. Send your tweens or your teens to the store to buy the candy. That one, I can actually get Because they're by themselves. They get to get out and have an adventure. Plus, you're giving them Money. some control over something in their lives. Uh, watch scary movies. That one gets kind of cooler. Throw a Halloween party. We're actually doing that with my daughter this year. She gets to invite some friends over. Okay. They're going to watch a scary movie projected on this really terrible projector that we got for like, I don't know, $90 uh, on a wall outside. But it'll be fun, right? Watching scary movies. Oh, answering the door on Halloween night. Because what happens when there's a group of your five cool friends who are out egging houses and getting candy and they see you dressed up? And your parents behind you. Oh, y'all are so cute. Well, I'm it's just thinking, like, if you have, if there's a group of nine, eleven-year-old boys, and you answer the door, they might want to egg your house. But if it's your cool teenage daughter, they're gonna get in line, right? Maybe, but uh, now they know where she lives. Anyway, this terrible article brought to you by. Are you ready? ScaryMommy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy blogs. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. One hundred one. Alternative Austin. Now with CJ Morgan. El Dorado Cafe is doing the coolest thing for a limited time, and I hope every Austin restaurant copies this. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! It happens regularly. Places in Austin close down. That's just the unfortunate part of a growing city. Um, real estate's insane. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of people that also, uh, uh, you know, they retire. Yeah. Uh, just like a Catfish Parlor. You know, the owner at the one up north, they're like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Uh, so there's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot that come and go. And El Dorado Cafe is a newer one that's uh, definitely one of my favorites. I enjoy going there. I uh, enjoy the different kind of takes and dishes they have. But now they're doing their dearly departed dishes. For a limited time only, they're bringing back some classic Austin restaurants. Oh. Signature dishes. Oh, that's cool. How cool is that? Wow. Uh, there are so many different ones that I can add to this list. Uh, but they have uh, currently five things that they're uh, bringing right now at El Dorado. The Threadgill's Squash Casserole Ooh. Recipe. The Holiday House Chili Cheeseburger Recipe. Mm. Uh, the Legendary Stallion Grills Chicken Fried Steak and Cream Gravy Recipe. Uh, uh, uh. uh Las Manitas Migas Con Hungos mm. Recipe. 
Uh, it was a downtown spot where musicians, politicians, bankers would all get together with the regular Joes and hang out. And the Bitter Ends chocolate tearing recipe. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's it's a difficult thing to do. It's a limited menu. You have the things you cook. But this is, I agree this is with you. really, really cool. I agree with you. It's such a cool, not even just as a PR thing, but as like an ode to the restaurants. Absolutely. That elder, like staff there and everyone working there. And all of us have grown up enjoying. That's Different so things. cool, yeah. man. Uh, the thing I always wow. loved about Thread Gills is if you were ever stuffed up, uh, you know, busy weekend of drinking beer, eating cheese, and you're like, oh man, my tummy is full. You go to Thread Gills, and it was almost a guarantee by the time you got home, you. You and um, me and my fiance were racing to the porcelain. Oh. If you know, there was going to be some uh, clattering chatter What'd from the eat? porcelain matter. Anything in Threadgills, which it was good. <laughs> I know but there was some secret sauce, but it was so good that it had to go right it through. Had, it had to leave, unfortunately. But the dearly departed dishes is what That's it's so called. Cool, man. Uh, they're resurrecting the meals of Austin from your own favorite past restaurants, and I, I like this idea because there's so many more you can do. Yeah, and I hope they build on this. And again, uh, I would like to see other restaurants kind of do the same thing, recreate some of their favorites. Uh, so there you go. Uh, check out El Dorado Cafe if you have yet to do so. I remember the last time I went there, I was just ordering a few things off, the, like a little bit of everything. Sure. And uh, the I guess one of the owners, he came up and was he, he talks to people, just walks through, sees how you're doing, and asked me what I was looking at. I was like, oh, this right here. And he's like, well, I based that off of uh, something on the uh, not Taco Bell, not Taco Villa. Maybe, Taco Bueno? Maybe Taco Bueno. It was either Taco Villa or Taco Bueno, but he's like, they used to have this thing. They don't anymore, and that's what this is. It's like, okay, hell yeah, I'll try that. So Sweet. that's got to mm. be fun to own a restaurant and do that. that so cool. there you go. El Dorado Cafe, Damn. the dearly departed dishes, some of the best of Austin restaurants past for a limited time. It's time for Edit or Bet It after a controversial week and just so many arguments and so much stress. Uh, we're going to redo last week. We're going to do another Editor bet it that is not focusing on trickery, not focusing on weirdness, but just the content of the element. Uh, basically, it's two truths and a lie. Um, all four of us are here: Emily, Spencer, Matt Beard, and myself, CJ Morgan. And uh, one of us is an expert in a particular subject. The other one is going to try to BS that expert, mm-hmm. uh, and the winner, of course, gets some points. So let's figure out who's taking on the other person and, this and week. When you say that there was arguing and like that. You just mean that once again you found a way to cheat in something and you got called on it. No, no, I didn't cheat in this one. Spencer cheated in this one. Zero cheating at all. He cheated to the mm. spirit of the game. Spencer was mean to me and, for uh, no reason. And we'll, we'll I was be, trying to set a point that we'll, this game is a fraud. No, the but game... We started the very... Yeah, guys, we're no. back to arguing. Yeah, yeah. See, see, that's the thing. Back to arguing. The I'm point sorry. of this is I'm a... I'm sorry, Emily. ...is a lighthearted, fun competition, which we will specify a little bit more. Yeah, uh, idiots. Spitting uh, facts. This week, not going to draw names. We're just going to do a hard reset, a simpler thing of last week. And Emily and I, who I think in week one, showed the intention of what this Mm, game is. Yeah, I think you guys... Absolutely. And I think that's what it was when Emily and I took each other on in uh, Star Wars. That's what it's supposed to be. So this week, Emily and I will again 
set the example, but we're going <laughs> to you flip. two bad boys over there. Wait a second, you cheated too. The rules. You cheated too. Don't worry okay, about okay, it, Spencer. Okay. They, since they've been secretly dating, they get these things worked oh, yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Well, Ugh. she's secretly dating my fiance. So I she's, was about to say. She's always at home, so yeah. I, I see her a lot. So I'm like, oh, hey, when y'all are done, Emily, can we meet real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and your fiance are friends on Be Real now, and we, we react to each other's Be Reals. Oh, that's nice. Moving in on your lady. Redheads like other redheads. They got to stick together. Yes. Uh, so here's the deal. This week, uh, Emily is going to be the expert. I am going to be the challenger, and we're once again going to revisit Harry Potter. Um, and I think in the spirit of the game, last week, um, what what kind of caused controversy? And it's okay, because Matt did it too. Uh, Spencer brought up who published it, where, and this, this, it and was that. A, it was a technicality, yes. and I felt yeah. dirty doing it, but I wanted to... It wasn't to, content, but I think, it yeah, was I, the technicality I think in it. the spirit of the game, it is about the content of the story itself, and not just the story. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just straight up do the movies. Okay. okay. I think the content of the movies is the thing, not who published, not who directed, not that crap. It, it's about this. And in future times, uh, we'll specify if it is or isn't. Does it make sense? Can we just compete and do the damn thing without yes. crying? So already. Yes, I want to play. I want to play. Uh, so here's how it works. I got a couple of songs to come up with a convincing Harry Potter narrative, and somewhere in that will be something that is factually incorrect. If Emily can identify it, she wins. And I lose, vice versa. Before we get to that, uh, Spencer, Matt, y'all want to place any bets, or do you want to hear the story first? Story mm. first. Story first for I think, Matt. I think Em's got it. I'm going to bet. Oh, oh no. All right. Uh, Gosh, Spencer's going to lay down uh, three points uh, on Emily right now, so we're going to come back and return with Editor Bedit, Harry Potter, CJ taking on Emily. Back to Edit or Bedit. Uh, once again, we are going to revisit Harry Potter. And Emily, you consider yourself an expert in Harry Potter, correct? Yep, I read all the books, um, I believe, multiple times, although it has been a while. I've seen all the movies. I used to go to the midnight premieres. Um, the only thing that I'm not necessarily an expert on is all of those Fantastic Beast movies. I've seen the first one, but then after that, I just kind of... Oh, well, it's interesting you bring that up, okay? Because perhaps... A little bit of what I've done today is discuss some Fantastic Beasts. So we'll see. Um, Emily, the expert in Harry Potter. I'm taking her on. Basically, it's two truths and a lie. Somewhere in this uh, paragraph that I've uh. written is something incorrect about Harry Potter. And again, I'm doing content of the movie. Some of it might relate to the book, but uh, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Listening. <sighs> The grounds of Hogwarts and the Wizarding World features many amazing magical creatures encountered by the students. Harry Potter sees the seemingly invisible Threstrals pulling the carriages, but is informed by Luna Lovegood that he can see the creatures, like her, because he's witnessed death. Hermione Granger is bitten by Ron Weasley's rat Scabbards, Scabbers, that's scabbers and pronouncing yes. stuff like that. Scabbers, yeah. uh, which is actually Peter Pettigrew, the man responsible for the death of Harry's parents. Professor Remus Lupin befriends Harry, even giving him private lessons, including how to cast a Patronus, but it turns out he is secretly an animagus and in his wolf form endangers the students. Perhaps the most frightening creature encountered early on by the students is the Basilisk, a giant serpent that can kill you just by making eye contact. 
Harry Potter ultimately slayed Slytherin's Basculus by stabbing it with the sword of Gryffindor delivered to him by Fox Dumbledore's Phoenix. Ooh. So I got very beast-like. That you was did. my theme. That was fun. Okay. Okay. I tried to, I tried to choose something fun. kind of fun. The beasts. Um, Emily. Okay. Do you think you know where the piece of uh, incorrect, non-factual information is, or would you like to hear the story again? Spencer, while she's thinking, or I'm sorry, Matt, while she's thinking uh, about I'm gonna this. I'm going to go one point. I think Emily's going to get this. You think Emily's going to get it? Yeah. Okay. She's okay. into beasts. Mm-hmm. And, I'm into beasts? Uh, yeah, into beasts. You've seen them in my Potter. dating yeah, pool, Yeah, huh? we've seen those guys. <laughs> Long hair and unshaven. I do, I, I, do, I do like them beefy and beastie. <laughs> um, I would like to hear it one more time, okay. if that's possible. And I know this is long, so I'll try to uh, yeah, to do yeah. it. Uh, <clears throat> the grounds of Hogwarts and the Wizarding World features many amazing magical creatures encountered by the students. Harry Potter sees the seemingly invisible Threstrals pulling the carriages, but is informed by Luna Lovegood that he can see the creatures, like her, because he's witnessed death. Hermione Granger is bitten by Ron Weasley's rat Scabbers, which is actually Peter Pettigrew, the man responsible for the death of Harry's parents. Professor Remus Lupin befriends Harry, even giving him private lessons, including how to cast a Patronus, but it turns out he is secretly an Animagus and in his wolf form endangers the students. Perhaps the most frightening creature encountered early on by the students is the Basilisk, a giant serpent that can kill you just by making eye contact. Harry Potter ultimately slayed Slytherin's Basilisk by stabbing it with the Sword of Gryffindor delivered to him by Fox, Dumbledore Doors Phoenix. Wow. It's a mouthful. That, that is, and it covers all the movies a little bit, and you got some different fun uh-huh. creatures, and maybe any, even some kissing. Oh, did you get any assistance with this, or? Uh, no, I mean, I've, I've seen I Harry saw you Potter, texting. so I know enough okay, okay. to, yeah, to kind of do it. That. Um, okay, okay. that was good. That was good. Man, um, this is a tough one because I got really excited by just thinking about Harry Potter that I got distracted <laughs> midway through. <Yeah. laughs> so my my ADHD does not work for long sentences. I'm gonna say I feel like it must be something at the beginning because everything you said about the bas- basilisk is true. It can kill you just by looking at you. Yes, because what ends up ha- well. It, it it stuns people if they look at them in a reflection, but if you look at it directly, it kills you. Whoa! Yeah. Um. Sorry. So I want one. I'm gonna say at the beginning when you were talking about Luna Lovegood and those invisible creatures, I don't think they're called what you called them, but I might be. I'm probably wrong. Um. Here we go. It's time to decide yeah. what is the piece of incorrect information. <sighs> I think it's going to be that at the beginning when you talk about okay. the threstrals thres- or whatever they're called. Are you locked in? I'm going to lock it in, but I don't feel confident. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. Um, here are a few of the tricky things. Uh, the first tricky thing, Peter Pettigrew, I said he was responsible for the death of Harry's parents. A lot of people would say, no, he wasn't. That yeah. seemed like a lie, but actually he's the one that betrayed him. Yes. Uh, so he was responsible for that. Uh, Threstrals is, is actually correct. Those, yeah? uh, those are the name yeah. of the I didn't weird, spooky that. horse things. Here is where I got you. Uh, Remus Lupin. Is you, is not, it, it's a werewolf. It's not an animagus. He's a werewolf. Oh, oh man. Yeah, his, but you said wolf. Uh, That's why I didn't want to correct you, because I, I was said, like, you said well, wolf. Well, I said he's secretly an animagus, and in mm. his wolf form, 
So an animagus can turn into Correct. anything. It's a mage, right? A but wizard. He's, a, he's a werewolf. He is not an animagus. No. And uh, I double checked. Mm, I'm going to have to double check that. I did. I, I double checked. He is not an animagus. As a matter of fact, his mm. friends early on in the Order of the Phoenix made sure they could turn themselves into animaguses so when he was in werewolf form they wouldn't be endangered wow, by him. Wow, Emily, have okay. you ever even heard of Harry Potter? Jeez, I on. have. I, I have. See, I got confused because you said wolf and I was going to correct you and be like, well, he's a werewolf but then I was like, well, you're going to that's were, not were, that different. Werewolf was the no, no, hmm. were, no werewolf was exactly that where was I got it? you. I yeah. just double checked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I knew I that. I just was like, oh, maybe since you don't know Harry Potter, you're not going to know that you're going to say wolf instead of werewolf and it's whatever. Uh, current standing CJ 15, Emily minus four, Matt minus two, Spencer one. <gasps> we'll be back next week with Editor Bennett. Guardians of the Galaxy back just in time for Christmas. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to, s- to say that, that I'm a nerd. Yesterday on the Nerd Report, we talked how James Gunn has taken over the uh, creative direction of running uh, DC yeah. Studios. But uh, as for now, he still has work on his plate over at Marvel, specifically the series that got me in to uh, MCU. Same. Uh, was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely loved it. The music is a fun element. It got a lot of young kids into older music. It's way more fun. It's almost less superhero. It's not, but no, it's, it's about this band of these sort of misfit people and okay. they're just and like come together. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing fun stuff. Oh, uh, you love Star Wars. It was yeah. also, yes, uh, it was also <laughs> when my fiance and I first started dating and I'd never seen oh. anything Marvel oh. besides like, you know, I'd seen Iron Man and the first event like with friends, but I didn't get into it. But this and her got me into Marvel, and now uh, I'm kind of disappointed that they're doing this, but uh, they're bringing a very special, you know, we have the third movie, Guardians of the Galaxy on the way, but before that, a very special holiday gift on Disney Plus, Guardians of the Galaxy just in time for Christmas. What do they got? A special presentation. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. We don't have time for trivialities like Christmas. But Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. This holiday season. Maybe if we go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift, it would make him happy. The perfect present is a galaxy away. <laughs> I'm narrating. Something special he will never forget. What about someone special? We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. We're looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. I just said that, Drax. If your voice is small and mousy, I think maybe he didn't hear you. Ah! You're coming with us. That's a Christmas present. So they break into Kevin Bacon's house. Cool. And it's got the whole crew. And Kevin Bacon... It's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus. Wow. I don't, I don't know whether to roll my eyes in or not because I mm. hate holiday Christmas specials. They yeah, bug me cheesy. for some reason. Sorry, it's man. also with musicians. It's a cash grab to make a holiday album. But after watching that, 
Okay, maybe that's kind of fun. Really? It's fun and dumb. Well, this feels it like does. a fan fiction that they've decided yeah, to, uh, to film. Yeah, this feels like the, Disney can just throw money at anything and oh, be yeah, like, here, let's it, just prove to you that we have the most money ever. It also let's just looks, prove to you that you'll watch anything we put out no matter what, because too. you have to now. Yes, and you already have Disney+, Plus, so why not? Uh, here's the deal, though. Again, watching that trailer made me think, oh, that's cute, that's fun. But they, they gave away the whole thing. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, Star Lord said- Yeah, I don't have to watch anything. They yeah. go to Earth, the whole video is them partying and, and experiencing Earth and walking around being like, whoa, it's Earth, blah, blah, blah. And then they kidnap Kevin Bacon. So that's, they showed the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. We now know it. In one minute, we There's know what's going to happen. There's not going to be any sort of twist at the end. No. No. Gamora's not going to show up because Unless it's- Kevin Bacon is secretly, what are they, the, the, that, that race of uh, aliens that can disguise themselves. I forget what they're called. And then called. he turns into Gamora and they kiss. Whoa. Ooh. Now, that would be a twist. That could happen, but uh, it's going to be released um, on the 25th. Only on Disney Plus, so there of you go. December or of November? Uh, no, oh yeah, November. Good call. Thank you, Emily, oh, for oh. Uh, catching that. Uh, yeah, November twenty fifth. Huh. You have uh, another Christmas special. Yay. Like it, it should just be Charlie Brown, right? Even though the Halloween just Charlie Brown's stick the best. At it. No, no, no. What? <laughs> yes, the big pumpkin. The it's the great pumpkin. Yeah, the know great pumpkin. Know your lore before you try to argue it. Yeah, well, it's still the best. Right? No, you like the one where they dance with the tree? Yes. Okay, yeah, that is Christmas time is here. <laughs> CDD Radio. CJ Morgan on. Wait. Phone's ringing. Uh, I know who it is. We have a very special guest uh, calling in doing Cap City Comedy Club all weekend long. Uh, the amazing Ron Funches. Ron, it's CJ. What's going on, man? Good. How's it going today? Good, good, man. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we're, we're pre-recording this, so... Uh, uh, don't worry. You can say the F word all you want. Okay. Or wait, no, wait, enough. don't, don't do that. Actually, we are live. Uh, well, that could have gone anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're coming to Cap City Comedy Club this weekend, a return to Austin. And before we kind of get into just uh, chatting about what you've been up to, I, I want to start kind of controversially, uh, something that's been frustrating, uh, with fans of yours like myself why didn't they let you play King Shark in the uh, the Suicide Squad movie? Oh, that's why you're absolutely right. It's one of the biggest missteps in the history of cinema, as far as I'm concerned. Um, for, from what I've heard from James Gunn, who's friends with a friend, a mutual friend of mine, Steve Steve Agee, um, when they were creating and go over the script of Suicide Squad, the actual character for the Harley Quinn version of King Shark wasn't created yet. So they went with their version, which I think is far inferior. And, uh, <laughs> and, and the only way to rectify this is for me to now take Sylvester Stallone's roles and do a remake of Rambo and our Rocky and our Cliffhanger starring me. You know what? I, I think that's very fair. And I, I love that you reached out to your friend Steve Agee because, yeah, he, <laughs> he, he got to be in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, man, you're... Your animated, your voice work for uh, the the animated series is is incredible, and I cannot believe they didn't put you as King Shark. But uh, you know that's neither here or there. At least they're going to rectify it. But you're coming to Cap City this weekend. What are you looking forward to to hanging out in our fair city again? I'm just looking forward to eating eating poorly, basically. <laughs> <laughs> 
for barbecue tacos, seeing friends that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, just seeing, especially coming so close to Halloween, you'll see how freaky and weird that you guys are at this time period. And uh, It's just one of my favorite places to perform. I'm bringing one of my best friends in comedy, Blair Saki. Oh, she's great. Come through, she is amazing. Yeah, so really popped off on Twitter. Yeah, she's the absolute best. She's one of the varieties, 10 comics to watch of the year, and, and I'm, I'm just lucky to have her feature for me for as long as I can keep her. Now, uh, you mentioned coming to Austin. Obviously, eating food is a, uh, a a very big, fun thing to do. You're doing the brand-new Cap City Comedy Club. And uh, tell me for my uh, Thursday, two shows Friday and two shows Saturday, correct? That's correct. Five chances to come see me, and and to me that that is ridiculous. There's nothing else you could be doing within five times to not come to see me. I'm doing so many fun things. I'm great at comedy, and I bring people who are also great. So come on by. Yeah, uh, not just great at comedy, but uh, if you're hearing your voice, someone probably recognizes you from soap from BoJack Horseman. Like oh, I yeah. said, uh, King Shark. You've done a lot of amazing animated characters, and and you're really really funny as a stand-up comic but what how did you get into doing voiceover work like what what path led you to that uh well you know like you guys said i just was born with a fun voice and a good rhythm and a little bit of a speech impediment lisp <laughs> and the things that people made fun of me in middle school and kept me from dating now help by <laughs> a house so it's really good and people just heard me do comedy and um, asked me to audition one of the first things I got to ask audition for were, uh, was the tro- Cooper for Trolls and um, ever since then I just got more and more involved in it I got a new show coming out on Nickelodeon with Tom Lennon pretty soon and just uh, been working hard at it. That's all. I've a uh, quick side of me and my coworker. Um, one of my coworkers actually voiced King Shark in a DC video game years oh, ago. Yeah. And he got me an audition to voice another character and it did not go well. I spent hours there. Someone told me to eat grapes to like help my voice speaking, but it made me sick. And so it, it, I didn't get the gig, long story short, but how do you prepare for those like long talking recording sessions? Does it just come natural to you or is it, is it, a, is it a long drawn out process like I've experienced? Um, it's a little bit natural, but it's also a little bit of training that now the more that I've been doing it. Um, and for me, it's not like I don't really take like voice acting lessons. I just, have an actual you know acting coach that I do for for everything and then um I have a singing uh, coach as well I do for singing lessons and um I'm like a kind of a rarity in the voice acting world because a lot of them can do so many voices like my friend Eric Baza who does like Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian and Taz and all these other voices and I basically have uh, me excited or me sleepy (laughs) people who are into it We'll be back uh, with more Ron Funches uh, at Cap City Comedy Club all weekend long. Hang around. It's the CJ Morgan Show. You know the voice because he does so much great voiceover work. Great actor and, of course, uh, hilarious stand-up comic. Ron Funches, Cap City Comedy Club all weekend long. I want to ask you about another project you get, you did because I just started doing a sports show called Almost Sports, and we focus on weird sports. Um, am I right that you did a project about female arm wrestling? 
Yeah, his um, um, independent movie called Golden Arm is really funny. You can get it on any of the streaming services, I believe. And uh, yeah, it was uh, with Betsy Sidero and Mary Holland and all these really funny people, directed by um, Marine Barucho, who, who does so many wonderful things that I've known for years. And uh, I play the promoter of the Women's Arm Wrestling League, who's in love with strong, powerful women. Hell yeah. And so I just got to spend a great couple t- weeks on set just hitting on strong women and watching them arm wrestle each other and get sweaty. <laughs> so it was a fun time for me. And uh, I think the movie turned out really well. So I hope people check it out. So our co-host and friend Matt Bearden used to be a touring stand-up comic. Um... Yeah, I know Matt. Yeah, great dude uh, most of the time, but he would say he'd get bored, depressed on the road. What sort of things do you do to kind of keep busy? Do you go out? Do you have fun, specifically in Austin? Or, uh, you know, just kind of prepare for the show, play some games and whatnot? Um, a lot of time I focus on the show. I mean, I do, it is a lot of video games and stuff for me that I bring with me, and, and a big part of it is that I like to bring my friends so that I, I feel more comfortable and I have people to talk with. Um, and then if I do have time to do anything, usually my son has sent me out on a request to go find a retro video game store to find some new game for him. Nice. So that's kind of my mission every week that I go out is to go find a nice retro game store. And in Austin, it's just fun to also just find some, you know, do some clothes shopping and uh, get lunch with friends. I've been there enough times to actually have friends there now. Oh, nice. Uh, but in the most part, I just stay in the hotel. I nap up a bunch. I work on scripts or auditions that I have. And, uh, and, and just if I'm in Indianapolis, I just stay inside. But often, I go out a little bit. <laughs> and you pick the perfect time of year because it's actually not either brutally hot or frozen. You said... Uh, you're playing some games. What, uh, what are you playing right now? What? What? Because Spencer and I both. Oh yeah. Avid gamers. Oh, I play a little bit of everything right oh, now. Yeah. I'm playing the uh, campaign of Call of Duty, waiting for the multiplayer to come out on Friday. I've been playing this game called Marvel Snap, which is just this like Marvel card game on my phone. Yeah, man, and that just I've been came playing out. NBA 2K11, where where Derrick Rose still has great knees. <laughs> uh, so that's helpful. You do do a lot of voice acting. When am I going to get you in a video game, man? I see here yes, that yes. I, I don't see you voice acting in any games yet, dude. You got any interest? In that, or I got a full interest in do that. I'm streaming on Twitch right now as Woo. I talk to you guys. <laughs> yes, game TV right underscore functions. If anybody from Austin wants to come join and play games with me, uh, but yeah, I will. It's one of my dreams. Like uh, I love Naughty Dog and Insomniac, uh, Sucker Punch that makes the uh, the Ghost game. I, I I would love to be the character comic mm. relief in some adventure game. That would be so fun for me. Uh, it would be a dream come true. Or if they put King Shark in multiverses. Yes. Whoa, well, yeah. In multiverses, let me voice him. Let's rectify some wrongs. Uh, other than that, um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm in a show called Loot on Apple TV with Maya Rudolph that I would love people to check out if they get the chance. We have the full season out on Apple TV, and we've got a season two coming soon. Um, and, and I mean, if you like Maya Rudolph and me together, that sounds like a fun idea to me. So check it out, and then come see me at Cap City. I'm going to agree. Yeah, uh, Ron Funches. Man, thanks for taking the time yeah. to talk to us. Uh, appreciate you very much. Uh, we'll be popping by to see you this weekend. Uh, two sad-looking bearded radio guys. <laughs> That's us, uh, Cap City Comedy That's Club. My demographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cap City Comedy Club, Thursday, two shows Friday, uh, two shows Saturday. Thanks, man. Uh, look forward to seeing you, and uh, welcome back to Austin. We love you. Thank you for having me, and I truly appreciate you help getting the word out. Thank you. 
Did you know? Get Woo. ready to know some things. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, we're going to be doing this live at Oscar Blues Brewery. That's Did right. you know? Live CJ Morgan Show costume contest. First prize, I think. $500 cash, gift cards, and uh, three pairs of concert tickets to a 101X concert My God. show. You better be there or be square. Then we're showing killer clowns from outer space live. That's right. That's right. I don't like that one. Is it scary? Like it. You scared? It's not like clowns. It's just gross. It's weird. Yeah. But I'll be there to watch it. It's a cult classic. And uh, you close know, your eyes. Maybe. Did you know scary movies give me bad dreams? They don't scare me, <laughs> but they make me have bizarre, especially stuff like Hellraiser. Hell uh, yeah. Anything that's kind of like very into a different dimension and yeah, dreamlike baby. state. Oh, I like candy. that. Candyman freaks me out. Did it? Oh, it's one of my favorites. But it, I hate it. It's, a good it's scary. One. Candyman. Uh, all right, anyhow, uh, let's uh, get did I know? Little, did you know us? Let's learn some stuff. Did you know there have been four babies actually born in Disneyland? Whoa. All of them girls. All of them princesses. Oh. That's not true. Uh, there's a urban legend that you get free admission for life if you're born in Disneyland. But uh, <laughs> I gotta make some money. No one yeah. gets a freebie. That's right. <laughs> Puts them to work in the uh, what's that? The little uh, small the, world after yeah. all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, did. Did you know a dictionary published all the way back in 1900 had a list of recently introduced words? What was new in 1900? Airplane. Cool. Automobile. Wow. Electron. Ooh. Garage. <gasps> pasteurize. Wow. Ski. Taxi. And wireless. Wow, None man. Wireless then. Wow. Those are all brand new words back then? All brand spanking new words. How'd they come up with those words? And, and now, did they decide via committee? Is it like a wordy wick word face if we came up with a new word nowadays? You know there, what I mean? It's Mr. Oxford. He decides it. And now our, our new words are like uh, WAP and Chuggy. Don't forget YOLO. Mid. YOLO. That's what we're adding these days. Uh, did you know the terms left wing and right wing come from the French Revolution? In 1789, people who supported the king sat on the right side of the president. People who wanted a red revolution sat on the left. Mm. And that king, Louis, got his head cut off. Okay, why'd they call him wings? Uh, because they would flap oh. their jaws when they're arguing. <laughs> Did you know uh, Canada has a lower percentage of people who speak fluent French I'm sorry, fluent English. A lot of people speak French in Canada. Yeah. Uh, lower percentage of people who speak fluent English than other countries, such as the Netherlands. Hmm. It's about equal in Denmark and Zimbabwe. Very interesting. Did you know boa constrictors actually don't kill their prey by suffocating them? That's what you always heard. The animals die because uh, the snake cuts off their circulation and their organs die because oh. it doesn't get blood to it. So it's not air suffocation, it's oh, okay. uh, blood. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you hear about the snake on the plane? Which one? Uh, there was a really a snake on a plane a couple weeks ago. Uh, I did like not hear about that. It was a snake, but everyone freaked out. Did yeah. they? And uh, oh. there was no Samuel L. Jackson there. Did you know? Did I tell me. Samuel L. Jackson in Snakes on the Plane, they actually showed that on TV. Can you believe that? Really? They showed it on television, like a network TV, like the during movie. the day or something? Yes, the, weekend. the movie Snakes on a Plane was actually on TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know there's a lot of cuss words. You cannot get Samuel L. Jackson to not cuss, but this is how they edit it. Did you know? we got to clear the snakes out of the cockpit. Yeah, yeah, clear the snakes out of the cockpit, yeah. Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! 
Everybody strap in. What a good end. I, was, I love that, I dude. pulled that up so fast, I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh, These gonna, monkey uh, fighting snakes. Yeah. Watch that. Friday plane. Watch that one have been a troll and go to goddess. <laughs> I know, actual the, the, the curses. Um, uh, they had to pay him money to come in and redub that. That's, That's what I so love. Absurd. That's what I love about it. There you go. Today's Did You Know? Hope you, hope you learned something. Making your drive home a little weirder. CJ Morgan on 101X. That sound you hear is technology passing Elon Musk by. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. It's weird, it's wired. Which is it going to be? Uh, let's find out. Matt Beard's here. Paris Auto Show just wrapped up, and probably the coolest thing, the Hopium Machina. That sounds futuristic. It's a 500-horsepower car with a 621-mile range, reaching a maximum speed of 143 miles an hour. It's the world's first car powered partially by removable tanks. Um, it's a hydrogen-powered car. No way! Yeah. yeah that worked been work- out well for the Hindlenburg, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, they've been working on this for a long time, actually, these uh these packs, right? They have these tanks that they can put in cars, but what happens is you have to fill the whole tank. How do you get to the next place with the next tank? Um, they're trying to run around it, and actually, the gentleman behind this particular car. Let me show you a picture of it, dude. It I got that looks so badass. It looks incredible, doesn't it? Looks it looks like uh, it looks like a Lexus that one of our salespeople might. Not even that. It looks like a racing <laughs> Lexus. Well, that's the thing is that the gentleman behind this car is actually a Le Mans racer and is trying to create a car that can perform on Le Mans tracks. Uh, wants to make them safer, faster, lighter. That's one of the things. This car is ridiculously light. It can get going. And um, the company itself is called Hopium. And it's a hydrogen-powered prototype, but it, it runs. Oh, it goes. So they can move it. I was about to say, but again, not not to make another Hindlenburg joke, but hydrogen is very combustible and dangerous. And then I realize, oh, race cars use alcohol, jet fuel, and gasoline. <laughs> Correct. Well, and you should know something, too. These use something called a, pa- a fuel cell. It's a little safer than just a tank with a bunch of compressed hydrogen in it. But the other thing, too, is they really think they're going to be able to put this out on the streets. And in fact, they're aiming for not long from now. They want to have these cars out there. There's a par- Paris... But it's not affordable for us, though, yet. Well... <sighs> Is anything cool and fancy affordable for us? No, but I guess if it's a, if they take this prototype and make it a nice proof of concept, then they can make the the Chevy Cobalt version of. Well, when Tesla first came out, the Tesla S was what one hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars or something. Yeah, now it's only like ninety. Uh, and well, and then uh, the whatever the Texas the Tesla. The S, well, I don't know any of the models. The X, whatever the one is, there's there's one that starts at fifty, fifty-five thousand dollars. It's still not exactly affordable, but the prices have certainly come down over time. Um, there's also something called the NAMX HUV. It's going to have six of these removable capsules. They actually want to start putting these what they call Cap X store systems. It's an actual store you go in and so there's Jeez, the huge that tank car. that you have to refill, but they'll have these smaller tanks. So as backup kind of like, right now it's not really 
So if you, I want to drive an electric car across the country, occasionally I have to stop and I have to recharge for 30 minutes. Or find so, a supercharger. Right. If not, you're stuck for hours, right? Three minutes to refill one of these things. Damn. Do you know how long it takes to refill a gasoline car? It's around eight minutes. God, look at that. And Seven I know people minutes. are saying, well, there's no infrastructure, there's no gas, but yeah, look what, how fast they adapted with electric. Well, and remember and this. Elon hasn't even come out with his truck yet. For gasoline... They have to move these huge tanker trucks across the country. You also have to drill for oil that has to be converted. This stuff is way easier. They're able just to go to companies that are already producing these hydrogen cell packs. They make their own version, and then they're just uh, basically transporting these cell packs around to a small store. They'll be able to grow along with the demand for these automobiles. And like I said, they're all being designed by... uh, by the future, I mean, when you look at it, they're saying 2026, they think these are going to be on the road. Yes, like everything that's cool and beautiful, it's for rich people in the beginning, but maybe us lowly plebes, well, Someday. maybe we'll get their hand-me-down Lexuses. Yes. Uh, breaking news in the radio world, it happened again. A burglary. Not someone saying a cuss and getting fired or doing oh. a bad. Uh, if you'll recall, a couple of weeks ago, our engineering truck was stolen. That was awful, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and just a, just a series of bad events that happened to this building. There was lightning that struck us, then our our gate got destroyed out there, which led to someone stealing a yeah, truck. Yeah, I was, was going to say the the entire reason that the. Uh, I don't know if the, the lightning didn't affect the game, I know, but, but, that it's, ma- it's but just it makes a, series. a better story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lightning struck the building, knocked out a lot of our radio stations, made it to where the gate didn't work. So the guy emptying our trash in the yeah. dump truck completely wrecked the gate, and then someone stole our engineering truck. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big white double cab like F two fifty. It's got they. they I used to use it when I would have to move because uh, it was such a big truck. No, it's a great loss for more than just engineering. <laughs> I in the know, building. but it was also when you know we have towers out in the middle of nowhere where you have to drive out there, and you have, you know you need the there's the welding equipment, there's the diesel, right. there's all kinds of stuff uh, in that vehicle to to fix and repair and, and kind of roll around uh, the country, the right, hill yeah, country, yeah. Yeah, that off road capability. Someone stole it, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's who knows, probably very far gone by now. But uh, someone uh, also stole another radio station's vehicle, <gasps> Mix 97.1 in Billings, no. Montana. Uh, someone stole their vehicle, their oh, little no. SUV last Friday. Um, big problem, though. They stole one of the branded ones that have the station's logo yeah. and call letters and everything all over it. I'm sorry. Uh, drove around for a weekend. Are you an idiot? <laughs> Someone spotted it. Yeah. And of course called the police because Good. by then they were saying, hey, if you see a Kia Sportage with the Mix 97.1 letters on the side, dude, let us know. And of course, the police knew. Yeah. They found out pretty okay. quick. Um, uh, the man apparently got inside their offices because an elevator was uh, stuck open in the middle of the night, used a screwdriver to pop the lock, found the keys on a desk inside oh. uh, the building. Wait, wait, he was stuck in the elevator? Uh, no, no, no. Um, he got into the office because an elevator was malfunctioning and then used a, a screwdriver huh. to break into, I guess, the promotions room sure. or whatever. Okay. Found a pair of keys. Truth. Uh, also, it said he stole a T-shirt. 
So that might, punk might have been uh, might have been shirtless. Uh, uh, if he stole a mix ninety four shirt, then he should be okay when the police come. It just looks like he works for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, woman in a small town twenty miles away called the police because uh, someone saw the man acting suspicious in a parking lot, kicking the tires, doing something weird. He got in the car, took off, and then she realized it was. Uh, the station vehicle because yeah. of the paint job and the logos everywhere. Uh, cops found him pretty quickly. Um, no damages. The car wasn't ruined. Uh, they did huh. say he smoked cigarettes inside, which you what know. What a jerk. It, well, if you work here at the radio station, that's, <laughs> it's not abnormal. It's no big deal. We used to have uh, two sweet girls, or still friends of mine, Rezzy and Carly, that were promotions Rezzy. coordinators. And I could always tell when they had an event and I would get into the, the, our other vehicle, the KLBJ truck. It was my favorite one to drive. I would get in, and the seat would be all the way up to the steering wheel, and the music would be loud, but not on the radio station, on country music, and then it would smell like uh, someone had uh, had given birth to a litter of skunks inside. Oh, that type of smell. That type of smell. The so, wacky one. So I always knew who was uh, using that vehicle. <laughs> yeah. But uh, lesson learned, if you're going to steal from a radio station... Um, don't steal the branded station vehicle. Yeah, steal an unmarked one. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. no. Or, in fact, don't yeah, do that yeah, at all. Yeah, don't. We we yeah. surprised to say we don't have a lot of money. Yeah. At all. Thanks a lot. He's like the store brand of funny. C.J. Morgan. Morgan. On 101X.